Welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place to experience a grace that heals. Allow this grace to take your life and your relationships to another level as it frees you from the weight of performance-based religion. Enjoy another episode as Joel Groh and Lynn Wilder share encouraging stories and candid dialogue that can help you experience a grace that heals. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Unveiling Grace podcast. We're in part three of Audrey Slusher's story. And if you're just joining us for this one and you haven't listened to part one or part two, we want to encourage you to go do that because it's an amazing story. And uh, that doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to this one, but there's going to be maybe a lot of uh, loose ends and unknowns if you just kind of jump into the story at this point. So letting you know you're jumping in at part three of three, but we're delighted to have you along. I'm Joel Grote. And I'm Lynn Wilder. And when Audrey Slusher got to the end of part two, she and her husband's precious little (laughs) genetically challenged baby died in the womb. Uh, not terribly far from um, being full term. And this is something that many of us have faced. One of the things that really hit me when I left performance-based religion, the Book of Mormon says that people who live the commandments will be blessed both temporally and spiritually. And so I thought that meant that I would have always health and um, healthy children and my kids would be at the top of their class if I was righteous, right? And my house would be big and my car would be fast. And when I came to the grace faith, the God of the Bible, I saw trials and tribulations and things that Mormons saw as persecutions in a whole different light. So Audrey and her husband have been through this horrific experience that that most anyone would have such a hard time even coming out of the house for months. And yet she walks through it with God and sees even good in it. And so Audrey's going to tell us in this section, first of all, how her family dealt with it, how she felt with it, dealt with it, and then how God showed up. Welcome back, Audrey. Thanks. So God, in the midst of Grant's, before we lost Grant, before we knew that he, we wouldn't get to meet him um, this side of heaven, I was surrounded just by books and songs um, that God just used mightily. One of the books is by a woman named Andrew Smith, and her husband is part of the Christian music group Selah. And they lost a little girl to, um, right after she was born. Her name actually is Audrey. And I had followed oh. along with Angie's blog when she they lost Audrey in 2008. And then she wrote a book called I Will Carry You. Oh. And um, I read it again after Grant's diagnosis when I was pregnant with him. And something that really struck out to me, she says, either we will go through life as bitter servants or we will make him famous with our love. Mm. I want him to be famous. And I, I don't know that um, 
without him, I could have survived this. Without God, I could have survived this pregnancy and losing Grant. Um, we are 18 weeks today without Grant. Um, oh, it's 18 wow. weeks today. Still and so fresh. Still so fresh, but my life looks very similar to what it did a year ago. Um, oh. And day-to-day life still looks the same as it did a year ago, but my family has changed. Um, so God just has shown up through little things through, um, last episode, we talked about meals that were delivered. Um, this, you know, people showed up with gifts, um, and just being able to be with me and hang out with me. Um, one thing that I have learned about myself is I have went through this last is I'm very more much introverted than I ever used to be. Um, but I also, I want to have genuine relationships. And one thing that um, has occurred to me is, and growing up in the Mormon church, I didn't really feel like this, but as I'm older and getting more down in my faith is God is relational. Um, He, it's all about relationships. It's all about the relationships you have with people. And he wants those relationships with you. Um, Our church did a, women's retreat this month and I went and one of it was all about being unshaken women of God and we talked about the story of Esther and how the reason um God used Esther in that because in that situation because Esther Esther's relationship with the king right and saved the Jewish people yes and she chose even if it was to her death she chose to do what God had asked of her um we also studied the book of job and you know job he didn't ask for any of the trials he didn't ask for all of his children to be killed or him to lose all of his um possessions he lost everything and yet he still praised god and god has used job to me as okay i you're going to take grant away as not as a punishment but as a let me let me lead you through this trial um i don't know how i would have survived this um about a year ago i think i talked about this in one of the first episodes um god started talking to me whispering me about the season of grief mm-hmm. and just whispering that to me and i just even a year later and 18 weeks out of this grief period he just um shows up so tell us about how your daughter and how your husband dealt with this um my daughter is an amazing person and her and she's um, 13 right now right she's 14 she's 14 Mm -hmm. she turned 14 in the middle yeah in april she's an april baby she's a competitive swimmer and so she swam for two teams this summer which gave her lots of energy she swam um 14 hours a week this summer wow. she two <laughs> days a week she found three days um and she made some great strides in her swimming but we were very intentional that so she has her club team and then the other team she found for was her high school team and the, through the city that we live in and that coach is her high school coach so we wanted to be very intentional that she had built a relationship with her high school coach and had kind of that team because we knew of the season we were going to be in that she would have that Mm-hmm. those people there um, right and that outlet and so just to have an emotional she, mm-hmm. social outlet for and for the grief. she's a believer 
And she, she has believer. a relationship with God. Yes. Yeah. So she actually went to summer camp um, the weekend of Grant's birthday. That his original birthday that we were in July 23rd, uh-huh. she went to summer camp. And during that, she decided to um, be baptized. And so she, um, so four weeks exactly, and one month to the day that we heard Grant had no heartbeat, she got baptized. Wow. Um, after you. Yeah. So she had that as a comfort at the time. Yeah. The other thing that we were, for my husband and I, very, I was very intentional doing, and my husband, um, kind of went along with me. We've been married. Um, we just celebrated 18 years of marriage this year. Congratulations. Um, yeah, it's a long time. I say that and I'm like, it's not that long, but really it's a long time. <laughs> um, yeah. Our church does a Bible study um, that's kind of like a discipleship. So the, you, they're very intentional about the groups they put you in. It's whole collectively. And then they put you in the same small group of 12 people, 10 to 12 people the same. 10 weeks. So it's a 10 week experience. Okay. And I love small groups. And I say to anybody leaving Mormonism, find a Bible study, find a small group Bible study that yeah. more than anything is helpful. It, so, and cause you do life together and that, I mean, I think that is a draw to Mormonism for a lot of people because you go to church with your neighbors and you're doing life together. Um, so we were, so I started, I signed us up for this small group. Um, it's called Rooted. It's our church does it. Our church does not own it. It's a curriculum any church can, out there can use. Um, and rooted. our church is rooted. R O O T E D. Our church is very intentional with it. Um, and so we started. And my husband went along with me to Rooted as a favor to me. And yes. it's a ten week period. And, and I want to he... stop here just for people who maybe haven't seen the previous episodes to say, your husband at this point is still pretty much Mm -hmm. done with God, mad with God. So his going is definitely a favor (laughs) to you. Yeah, it really is. But it also speaks highly of his commitment to you Mm -hmm. and to your faith. And so Mm -hmm. even if his only reason for going is for you, to me, I'm I'm impressed (laughs) by that. That that speaks well of him. So yeah, he's a a good guy. And I'm guessing something's going to happen when he goes to small group. so we were in this group of 10 other people and it's, and it's five days of homework reading and it talks, it talks everything about who God is, who the Bible says God is. I only had to ask him one time to really, sh- two times to show up the very first time and then one other time to show up. But he went pretty faithfully with me. And at the end, we did a cardboard testimony and um we so I explain, wasn't going to... explain for people who aren't familiar with the okay with the cardboard testimony but it's so go ahead card... and explain how it works so a cardboard testimony is like before christ before this experience you were something and then you flip it and it says something else on the back after your experience and the person who was directing um rooted had sent out an email to asking people to go on stage and do this. And I had seen the email and I um, really don't like public speaking. And so I was like, I don't want to show up. I don't want to do that. I disregarded the email. And so the next time we met, uh, we met on Tuesday nights, um, our rooted group leader, he said to us, hey, did you see her email about this? So at the celebration, do you guys want to do your testimony? And I was like, I saw the email, but I didn't reply. <laughs> and my husband's like, <laughs> He's like, yeah, sure, we'll do it. And I was like, what? Who are you? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, when we were the week before when we were writing them he wouldn't let me see his so I had no idea what it said until we showed up for the celebration night I didn't know what it said because wow. he was like you don't need to read that that's just so then he volunteered us and I was like for real dude I don't want to do this <laughs> um and so we go up and they had us kind of get our boards to make sure that they were what we wanted them to say and so I read his and his said um I started this rooted as a favor to my life and because I was mad at God and then it flipped it and he said I want I am now more connected with God and want to start having him in my life or something to that effect I don't remember the exact wording mm, wow. and, and it's so um, and, you know, and he had been mad at God when your first son was, yeah, yeah, and had years. genetic disabilities, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I think for 18 weeks out of this really hard season of life, God just, even now, just continues to show up in, in small ways and just little things. Um, you know, one of the things when I was pregnant with Grant, um, I tell people all the time when they ask, you know, because they knew I was pregnant and what happened and what we named him and that, you know, pregnancy after you, 10 years after vasectomy is always a surprise. Yes. Um, one of the doctors I saw in the ER, his name was Grant and he was also a surprise. And so just, God just put people in our life and just, just showed up in, you know, enormous ways. Um, one of the cool Bible verses that really comforted me um was at grant's service the pastor who did Grant's service um talked about king david and after king david's um and Bathsheba, they lost their baby and king david sat in weeks yeah. and prayed for seven days and then he hears his servants behind him talking like oh the baby died excuse me should we tell him and david hears this and then he goes stands up gets stressed eats and then goes and praises god and I had never really understood that. Like your baby just died. How can you do that? Mm. But again, as this side 18 weeks past that, that's the only thing I get to do. That's the only thing I know to do is praise him because Grant's issues and Grant's death isn't because anything I did. Right. It's because we live in a fallen world. It's because this, this in, we live in a fallen world and Grant, um, God used Grant to bring me closer way closer to him than I've ever been in my life um and to bring my husband closer and my daughter closer um my oldest is autistic and developmentally about two years old which is great fun because he's 16 and so everything two-year-olds like to do like climbing on walls he likes to do but he's taller than me I'm he's five six I miss Grant daily and I can't wait to meet him in heaven but I do know that God is continuing to show up and just in case people didn't catch the math, how long was your husband mad at God? 16 years. 16 years, yeah. Mm-hmm. So for people who are out there, they're in relationships where a spouse or a child, you, you can tell there's resentment, um, there's anger at God, there's lack of desire to connect. Don't give up on them or the relationship just because I'm guessing a lot of prayer and a lot of just listening and a lot of granting grace to your husband. Um, it Sometimes I, it takes a long time. Yeah, I really feel like, and I thought, and I think also him having grace for me because I, um, 
kind of yelled at him sometimes, especially when he first stopped going to church. I was like, dude, come on. You know, this is what you need to do. And then him having that grace for me, like, dude, I don't want to, him saying, Audrey, I don't want to do that. And so him meeting me where I was and me meeting him where he was, I yeah. think is, but again, it's back to that relationship, having those, God being intentional in our relationships with each other. And he wants, he wants that with us. Yeah. And so rather than looking at these things that look like trials and, and trouble and persecution as a bad thing, Christians sit up and take notice and say, oh, Lord, you're up to something or, or you're doing something. Or, Lord, I'm really going to pay attention here because only when we're broken often uh, do we stop running away from a relationship with God? Um, right. At some point, you just can't avoid um, what you've been avoiding for many years, right? Yeah. And so yeah. it's a good thing to mm -hmm. be brought to your knees or to have to experience these things or to just weep for days because you have nowhere to go but God. And right. then he can do miracles in your life at that point. And I mean, and the scripture talks about the fact that if we are children of God and we are followers of Jesus, then we are joint heirs with him, but we also mm -hmm. share in his suffering. And yeah. so yeah. suffering for the believer is not something unexpected. It's not something unanticipated. In fact, we should expect that part of the pattern because it was the pattern of Jesus's life. It was suffering and then glory. There is dare I say, a privilege. There is an honor to be invited in sharing in the suffering of this of this broken life. Um, and it's not that we ever seek it out. I mean, we're not spiritual, you know, masochists <laughs> where we like try to suffer, but it's still something that when it comes, it doesn't take us totally by surprise because we've been told this is part of what it means to have fellowship with God to have fellowship with Jesus and with other Christians seasons. Yeah. yeah with other believers right yeah yeah one yeah. of the one of the things I think that I learned and um through this experience is I as a person going through this really hard thing need to let people serve me need to give them that opportunity and have that mm -hmm. fellowship um yeah one of the great things was people brought meals to us and my friend, um, she's like, I'm like, I don't need meals. Like, it's just going to be Matt and I, we don't need meals. And she's like, let people serve you. And I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> let people hold you. And yes. so that was really like, cause we are the hands and feet of Jesus. You know, we show up when people need and, um, that was a really big lesson and, in the midst of this, even if God decides to take Grant, I need to still, still praise him and still show up and still have those fellowships um, with people and with other Christians, and it matters. Yeah. Absolutely. What a heart you can have for the parents, right, of your special ed children. What a heart you can have for any mother who's been through this. And many, many women have. And, and even that thing then becomes a ministry where you yeah. can connect with people and bring God into the equation and, and present God as part of the, the healing equation, right? The emotional right. healing. 
Well, and I, the other thing I did as intentional is people who were in my life who were not believers. Um, my, my supervisors at work, um, I would post on Facebook or Instagram about whatever, like the days that we found out Scott had no heartbeat or the day he was born and talking about the one I posted um, on June 26th, so the day after we found out he had gone and the day before he was born. Um, talks about weeping may stay through the night, but joy comes in the morning. Uh-huh. I didn't ever sugarcoat it. As hard as this journey is, it's, you know, I'm kind of with you in about this, the work-based religion, like it is supposed to be, it is presented to you, like it's supposed to be e- easy. If, if you do all these things, if you check all of these boxes, yeah. you, you're not supposed to have trials. You're not supposed to have tribulations. Um, but that's not real life. That's not that's not how this human life goes and so I never I didn't want to sugarcoat it or walk on eggshells for my supervisors if I could point my suffering and and all everything going on and point them to God then that's that's what I need to do Um, which which again is another positive mm -hmm. thing about being a Christian believer that you can be authentic with your feelings, your struggles, yeah. and that you don't, everything doesn't have to look perfect and right. actually yeah. respond to that, right? Yeah. That and we have questions. We ask God the hard questions. We have in the Psalms over and over, David going to God with his heartbreak and 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 God's big enough to handle it. He's big enough to handle and, it. Yeah, Go and ahead. the other thing, um, we were talking about Job and Job like gets mad at God and like why in the Bible <laughs> yes. and then God is like at the end and we I was studying this last weekend, God is kind of sarcastic with his answer. He says in Job thirty-eight two, um, who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorant words? Yeah. Like <laughs> it's like I just Hello buddy, do I'm you know who you self- are? <laughs> right. And so I just think if you know, he is big enough. We might never, we may never get the answers. I may never know whose life um, was touched because of Grant and who God planted those seeds with because of Grant. And I would like to know that one day. Like, yeah, was I, it'd be cool to see. It'd, it'd be cool to see. I may never know that. Um, and I may never know that for years because the seeds I've planted in my husband and people who've prayed my, for my husband for years, 16 years later is just now coming to fruition. Um, the other thing before I forget that I wanted that God just showed up um, with Grant is about two weeks before he we we lost him, I had ordered a blanket and it says, I am a child of God. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And so it wow. was a Muslim blanket. And that is what he is wrapped in. Um, we did get some pictures of us with him. And then after they took him, they um, partner with a ministry called OWL, O-W-L, Love You Forever. And they provide boxes, memory boxes for people in our situation. So they took some pictures and I have blankets that he laid on. Um, but he's wrapped in this blanket with Psalm 139.14 on it. And so oh, when wow. we were picking out his um, headstone, um, we wanted a Bible verse. And so I was Googling verses about Bible verses for infant loss. And that one came across. And then I looked at it and I was like, wait a minute. that's the, Those words are what grants wrapped in and um and so you know just god showed up in that of me forgetting this but he's like no if i'm still going like he's wrapped in that you need to put it on his headstone yeah um 
And so I actually have a tattoo. I have a tattoo on my arm that you can't really see it. It's Grant Matthew and it's his date. Um, when we thought we would got to keep him, we thought um, we picked that sloth for his lovey. And then I have Psalms 139.14. Oh, wow. Um, that is so yeah. cool. <laughs> um, well, so God just shows up. Yeah. Well, thank you, Audrey. Um, we're at time again already. So appreciate mm-hmm. you. I mean, it's been kind of a raw, um, mm-hmm. candid story at times, but I appreciate you being willing to share it and just your constant commitment to submit yourself to the goodness of God and his presence and to experience him in really real ways and share that with our audience. So thank you so much. I can't imagine how many people have been touched by your um, just unshakable faith through all of this. When, (laughs) When Audrey and I were talking back and forth, I just, I'm like, well, do you want to talk about this at some point? She's like, I think I'm ready now. And I'm like, it's only been a few weeks and you think you can do this? Wow. Like, that's not normal, but God. (laughs) But God. Yeah. But God. (laughs) Yeah, but God. Well, grace and peace to you, my friend. Um, Thank you so, so much. And many of the things that you mentioned, I'm sure we will link to. Yes. This episode. Yep. If you have not heard part one and two, please hear the entire story. This is the culmination. Yep. Um, thank you. It's wonderful to be a believer in Jesus. Joel. Yep. So long. Until next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Unveiling Grace podcast. You can find show notes and leave us your comments and questions at unveilinggracepodcast.com. We have an exciting announcement. Michael Wilder's new book, Passport to Heaven, is out, and for a donation of $20 or more to the podcast, we'll send it to you. It's the true story of a zealous Mormon missionary who discovers the Jesus he never knew. Just go to unveilinggracepodcast.com and click on the Micah's Book button to get yours. We appreciate your support of the Unveiling Grace podcast, where you can experience a grace that heals.